Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drinking During Business Hours. I'm your host, Sarah J. And today's featured wine is Ampelos. Ampelos, all organic wine, Pinot Noir, 2013 vintage Santa Rita Hills. That's what we're drinking today for episode nine. Ampelos is a fantastic winery situated in Santa Rita Hills, family owned and operated, teeny tiny production, 100% organic. It's minimalistic with no artificial anything, just like my next guest. I am so excited for today's guest. I know that I say that every week, but I really mean it this week. I really mean it. Episode nine. I can't believe we're already in episode nine. It's going so quickly. It's going so quickly. Today, I have Adam Schomer. It's really impressive what you've done. You're, you're young to have this long list of films. You directed and produced the film Highest Pass, One Little Pill, Road to Dharma, and Heal, which uh, you've, you produced Heal, which is premiering soon on the 20th, of, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 20th of October at the Lemley Monica. Okay, yeah. excellent. And it's a very, very good film, and we're going to talk all about it. It's actually riveting and excellent. Thank you. Best film I've seen in a long time. I loved it. So I don't even know where to start. Should we start with how we're both from Michigan? Isn't that nice? <laughs> and you were my very first friend in L.A. And this is yeah. such a, an L.A. story. I love this <laughs> because we met. Your cousin introduced us. She's on my Facebook and she's a family friend. And she introduced us and we met and you're really heavy into yoga. I, I went to your yoga studio. Your I'm not yoga heavy instructor. and into yoga. I'm heavy into You're yoga. heavy into yeah. yoga. Yeah. Wait, what did I say? Heavy? <laughs> no, I'm just heavy. <laughs> You're a heavy yogi, but you're a heavy light yogi. You're not like an obese exactly. yogi. Correct. You're, I'm a lighthearted. Okay, you're, not, there's nothing wrong with that. You're, light, no, there's nothing light, wrong with that. Lighthearted people. yogi. Nothing wrong. Correct. Correct. <laughs> correct. With pleasantly plump. No, but you're you're very in shape. <laughs> you're very in shape. Uh, and, and fit yogi. Okay, fit this yogi. is. I'm blushing now, and that's not easy. Um, so I go to see you. You invite me to your yoga studio, and. Yeah. Um, and it was wonderful. We had a, what, what was it? It wasn't power yoga. I think it was. No, that, form, that form of yoga was called sattva yoga, which is a okay. mix of, uh, for people that know kind of vinyasa, kundalini, and then kriya. So a lot of breath work and, uh, mantra as well as the poses. Okay. Yeah. No, it was, it was fantastic. I learned a lot and I loved it. And you invited me for brunch afterwards and, we hung out. It was amazing. You're my mm -hmm. first LA friend. Yes. And then we never saw each other again. Absolutely true. Because we lived, you lived on the West and I lived sort of like, I lived in West Hollywood, which was way too, that's, that's like <laughs> when you talk to people who live in LA, that's like living in another country. All right. That's going from like Brussels to Amsterdam on the TGV. True. <laughs> so true. So LA. And now here we are. We're and back. now here we are. It's nice to see you again. It's Absolutely. like it was just yesterday when we had those gluten-free pancakes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice memory. Gosh. And, and yeah, and I, I always, I have to, I, I like to start the show by saying I, I do try, I put a lot of thought into the wine selection. Mm -hmm. I have a vast portfolio of wines. And this wine is the trifecta of organic. It's 100% certified organic, okay. and it's 100% sustainable, and it's 100% biodynamic. And is that so like the trifecta. Hmm. And I just find that, you know, I, I know that you're, you know, into, into fitness and health, and I thought it'd be a good segue yeah. into your message and, and your, your current films and what you're all about. Well, I think that's cool. The, the trifecta, I don't know exactly what some of those terms mean, but I'm assuming oh, wow. some of it is how it's manufactured. How it's manufactured. No artificial yeah. anything, really. Amazing. Just not, yes. Because um, I think that's important. What we put into um, a product is yes. important. Even even the intention, I don't want to sound too woo-woo, but um, in making a film, you know, someone had asked to interview and make a film about Thich Nhat Hanh once. Thich Nhat Hanh's a Buddhist master. And he said only if the filmmakers are in the practice, you know, if they're meditating, if they are practicing what, what we're doing. And I, and I firmly believe that. So if you're making a film about freedom or uh, healing, uh, that you practice it. So, you know, do we experience stress making a movie? Absolutely. But are we as aware of it as possible and practicing letting it go so we don't get sick? Yeah. And, uh, and setting intentions. And there's 
there's so much in the film heel oh, to apply. I loved it so much. I could watch that film. I don't, I, I'm sure I could watch it three or four times and yeah. find things that I had because there's just so much helpful information. Mm. This film really is, is saving lives, really. If, if you were to practice um, this philosophy, and there were so many points in the film where I just had to really kind of catch my breath because mm. they were just so profound yeah. and educational. I recommend everyone see it. Thank you. And I, I think um, there is a lot. Of, there is a, enough info where you do want to see it again or you do want to buy it after you've seen it and say, okay, well, this is a good mm-hmm. reference. It's mm-hmm. a, in some ways a definitive piece for, for this new realm of health. And again, it's not like we're giving up the old. We're just saying, let's right. expand the paradigm and include the mind, include the emotions, include stress, include our belief system. Because if we think, you know, if our belief system tells us everything's a threat, then we're kind of under threat all the time. And we're stressing out all the time. And our body's getting certain chemicals sent to it all the time. And it can't sustain that. You can't digest. You can't do your immunity the way you should be doing. You can't fend off disease. Uh, so it, the film really kind of, um, I think as you see, it makes sense. It builds in a nice scientific way to by the end, it's really hard to not realize that these invisible forces really affect the body. These invisible forces called our subconscious, called our thoughts, mm-hmm. called our emotions, mm-hmm. which, you know, are real things. So what would you say is, just to kind of fill in the listeners, mm-hmm that don't know about Heal because it hasn't premiered yet. The premiere is October 20th, and um, I was fortunate enough to get a screening. Thank you. It yeah. was just such a treat. But what would you say is kind of like the general logline or synopsis just so they kind of are up to speed with what we're talking about? Yeah, it's um, in general, it's a documentary that shows a, a scientific and spiritual journey into the power of the mind of emotions and perception slash beliefs mm-hmm. uh, for for healing our body. Okay. Uh, and it's important to know that many times we've been taught to be victims rather than say the, pow- the power is our own. And that's a big takeaway of the film. It's a big controlling idea in the film is, hey, you have the power. You know, we're not telling you exactly what to do because that's kind of the old paradigm, actually. We're going to tell everybody this works. This pill solves you, 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 you. No, it's very individual. But um, the first step is, is realizing that you have a lot more power than you've been told. There's a lot more options than your prognosis, uh, what a doctor says is going to mm-hmm. happen to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of like the, the starting points is when you start realizing, oh, yeah, I was brought up uh, knowing that when I'm sick, who do I go to or what do I do? Mm-hmm. See, even the way I said that, who do I go to? Who? It's on the outside. Mm-hmm. We're indoctrinated. We're totally indoctrinated. Like, who do I go to? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's outside of me, outside of me, outside of me. Uh, I don't first look within. I don't first look at um, some maybe deeper things that are going on. I don't first recognize that my body is working for me and healing me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm thinking, I got to go to this uh, outside guy in a white coat that's going to fix me. And that gives our power away. As Michael Beckwith says in the film, there's amazing luminaries in this film. Yes, there are. Uh, I, I adore Michael Beckwith. I go to Agape. You do go? You go? I, went, I attended his uh, silent meditation retreat over the holidays. Oh, wow. Sweet. And, you know, I, uh, he's very instru- instru- instrumental in my life and I think in the community. Yeah. And um, yeah, just a, a, a force to be reckoned in terms of getting out the message. And Absolutely. I loved it. It was a thrill to see him in the film. He's so good, right? He's so good. He's so good. And he talks about just so, because he's so passionate, easy to edit Dr. Beckwith because he just says it and he He nails it it and he knows what he's talking about. You can tell he's, he's preaching every weekend right Mm -hmm. there at Agape. Um, but when he talks about like, we become a victim twice, once of the, the diagnosis, but then on the second time when we give our power away, you know, to somebody else in a white coat. And then Dr. Kelly Turner, who's in the film, who's a researcher, uh, studied people that had these radical remissions and from cancer, just radical yeah. remissions that can't be explained. Right. And one of the nine things she found that all these people were doing was taking control of their health. So saying, you know taking what, control. I have, I have the power, I have control. Within. It's within. I can do something. I'm not going to give it away. Uh, I'm going to research. I'm going to talk to other people. I'm going to look inside. You know, we're from Michigan. Yeah, you're from. Um, you're from. West Bloomfield area. You're from a way fancier area (laughs) of Michigan. 
Uh, yeah, you're you're from Bloomfield Hills, whatever. West, I mean, from you're you're not from Flint, basically. True. <laughs> but I went to Flint a lot. I would visit my my great grandma up in Flint uh, all the time. Yeah, no, because you're yeah, yeah, you have family in Flint, yeah. and that's how that association, mm-hmm. which I'm so grateful. Um, but it's we are taught, or I was taught that we just listen to our doctors and we don't question. Mm-hmm. You know, we if we're sick. And there's a lot of fear when you become ill. Yeah. And when that white coat walks in the door, you it's like this authoritative figure. Mm-hmm. And there's something almost immediate subservient that takes over in your body and you just wanna you just wanna appease the doctor and he's in charge and he or she and yes, yes. And before we know it, we instill one hundred and ten percent confidence in the doctor yeah. instead of ourselves yeah to to heal and that's that's how i was raised my mother passed away of ovarian cancer in 1999 Mm, thank you and i think um almost everyone has been affected by someone Mm. of uh of cancer you know some other form of disease and i think that so this film is going to really resonate with almost everyone i can't imagine yeah and and it's i'm excited about it because as this message gets out and as more and more people educate themselves nothing wrong with listening to the doctor there's nothing wrong with taking in you know maybe that advice but it's also really important to take advice in other forms other you know and and especially with you know within absolutely and so many like you said some everyone knows someone that's going through some chronic illness mm-hmm. right 130 million people have on incurable chronic illness that's in america wow. and so that represents that's- Forty percent of America uh, has incurable chronic illness. All right, so this is this this blew incurable. my mind. Incurable. So that that encompasses cancer. That encompasses heart disease. That encompasses fibromyalgia, uh, lupus, um, MS. All, incurable in the Western mindset. Okay, so there's forty percent of America suffering from something that really they don't know the answer to, mm-hmm. and. If nothing else, like that should tell us we should look somewhere else for an answer. You know, we should open our it's minds. It's not working. It's not working. Yes. Right? We don't, the, that part of medicine, Western medicine was really not designed for the chronic illness. It's designed for the acute illness. You break your finger, you break your leg, you need some surgery, get in there, do it, use a doctor. As Bruce Lipton says in the film, like, you know, my guts are hanging out from a car accident. I don't want a chiropractor. Right, no. Uh, don't call a massage therapist. <laughs> it you know, comes no. in handy. Yeah, yeah, it comes in handy. Uh, you, no you problem. You do the conventional route for some things. <laughs> for some things, yeah. It, it's yeah. acute illness. It's right. made for that, for broken, broken yes. parts. Yes. Uh, it's really, really good. When it comes to chronic illness, they don't really have it figured out. And, um, and that's where opening the mindset can, can, in essence, cure things. One of the ladies, Dr. Kelly Brogan, had um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And she knew herself, she was a psychiatrist, so a trained doctor and psychiatrist, and knew that she would be on meds the rest of her life, basically. In the Western system, it's incurable. You're going to be on meds. You're going to be sustaining the rest of your life. And she's like, ah, I just, I can't, I can't accept that. You know, this very type A, highly educated woman, and goes to a natural person, natural doctor, and in six months is totally cured. Exercise, supplements, diet. I mean... Well, you know, I suffered from um, debilitating skin hives mm. um, about three years ago, and I went to every single conventional specialist in mm. the unit. I mean, I, I went everywhere, and I spent out of pocket because you know insurance only goes so far. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars, and no one could figure out what was wrong. I finally found an acupuncturist named Dr. Elizabeth Tratner, the protege of Dr. Wheel. Okay, and which Andrew Wheel? Andrew Wheel. Wow. Yes. And uh, she put me on the acupuncture table. And so I started doing, you know, acupuncture. I um, took away gluten, uh, uh, dairy, and sugar from my diet, uh-huh. um, supplements, fish oil, natural supplements. And she said, and take an acting class. And I said, excuse me? Yeah, <laughs> I love this. I, I hadn't been an actor in uh, 12 years. Wow. And I was, you know, I had been devoid of the arts in my life. I became this wow. corporate robot and I was unhappy and I, you know, so it, I'm a, I'm a huge, your, your film, I, I, I'm so passionate about it because cool. I really believe that it just, uh, it really kind of 
I mean, I'm not the only one with this story. I mean, everybody has, you know, that kind of aha epiphany when they, they have to take the bull by the horns and get, take control over, over their happiness and their overall health and well being. It's all a package, right? It's a package deal that you have to work on with your, with yourself. Yeah. I think if anything is blocked, it's just going to lead to that disease. And so the highs went away. Long story Amazing. short, no, the highs a great went story. away. And I'm, I love, yeah, I, I, you know, acupuncture, holistic, you know. And is that when you left, you were in Florida, is yeah, that right? I was in Florida and I just got, yeah, then, then I drove, sold everything I owned. And I mean, I really kind of, I'm extreme. So no, that's good. I, then I became an entertainer full time and found my passion and, that's good. And yeah, and I've I have more energy. I've never, you know, I've never felt like I've I've never felt in more control. Uh, like I'm the director of my own show. Cool. And I think that there's something to that. Yeah, as you well. are the director yeah, of your and, own and, show. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're definitely the director of all of your shows. All your your you have so many films now. And so let's going uh, going back to you. This isn't about me. But, uh, it, but, but it's going, so good. No, it's it's I didn't know of, that. It, That's just a, so cool. Because I've only known with, you in this in this right, part of your life. Right. Exactly. No, I was I was. Uh, in the corporate world for 12 years. And, and that was good too, but I just was, um, robbing myself from true passions and, and there's something about health when you're kind of blocked of when you're unhappy and not, and I think that that can lead to chronic illness. A hundred percent. Um, a hundred percent. Like, again, I'm not going to diagnose and not going to say this is what someone's issue is, but the emotional has, such an effect on the body. We know mm-hmm. this. You know, mm-hmm. you feel scared. You're, you get knots in your stomach or whatever, anxiety. Um, you feel it. But, oh my, there, there are so many stories of people that have had late stage cancer, et cetera, that just decide to like live their life again. And you know what? I'm packing up my business. I'm going to Florida. One guy, I'm going to Florida and I'm going to start a fishing, you know, I'm going to fish off my boat because that's what I've always wanted to do. Oh. And boom, it goes away. Oh, and that it's, sounds so And it's nice. just gone. And the stage four cancer gone. It gives me chills. And, you know, um, this is Dr. Thompson was telling this. He's in the film. He's a sound neuroacoustic wizard is his, his title in the film because <laughs> he's hilarious. But uh, he said the guy just kind of, <laughs> you know, title. couldn't have come up with a better excuse on how to kind of change his life and sometimes like the message of the disease is just trying to wake you up and to to make that change you know be it hives or be it cancer and hopefully you don't have to wait for that but that is a big message in the film that our body is speaking to us and our body has some messages sometimes yeah and if we if we listen we might it might suck that we have you know going through illness uh Mm -hmm. but it might wake us up to something a little bit bigger in our life can change for the better. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Expand horizons and you yeah. never know where it's going to lead that new path. A, a very True. profound point in the film for me also was the lemon <laughs> <laughs> that I just, I can't get it out of my mind. Yeah, that's great. Um, so there's a, you know, because you're talking about placebos and because if it's not in our mind, why, why are placebos so effective mm-hmm. for people? And so it, it was, they were talking about placebos and you had a doctor talking about the lemon mm-hmm. and, Joan, Bor- Joan Boris, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, I love this. She said, "When you're looking at the lemon and you slice it in half and you just look at it, your glands begin to salivate." Yeah. How do you explain that if it's not in your head? Yeah. Exactly. No. Yeah. That you can even see that if you go to our Facebook page, uh, Heal Documentary. We have that little snippet up there, you know, oh, as, a you sneak, do? as a sneak peek. Oh, good. Peak. It was so good. We put a bunch of little sneak peeks out there so people can get a, a, a taste. She talks about, yeah, just imagining that you're cutting a lemon just open. Just imagining, imagining my, my, yeah, uh, my tongue, everything. Touching yes, a lemon. Right and now. Then, <laughs> and then, so it is so much in the mind. It's and then, all in the mind. And that builds into one of the first people you see in the movie, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who talks about how he uses his mind to recreate his spine. He is told he's not going to walk again, and he rebuilds his spine in his mind and is totally healed. I'm, these are no spoiler alerts because, like, yes, it's not a movie that you're. Uh, these are true stories, so they're out there. There, yeah. are, there is some element, uh, you know, so people know it's not this. It's an entertaining film. You're, you're very much so taken along on a couple of journeys that you're not mm-hmm. sure what's going to happen, and it's not necessarily a Hollywood ending either um, for some of these journeys because healing is not always mm-hmm. clean and neat. Yeah. Um, so I like that we um, 
told it like that. And I like that the film is entertaining and, and keeps you around and it's shot really nice. The music's great. Michael Malura did a great job on the music. It's phenomenal. The direction. Um, yeah, Kelly's Kelly amazing. Noonan. She did a great, Gores. great job. With, yes. It's her vision. She brought me into the project. She's been thinking about this for eight years. And then two years ago, basically two years ago, under two years, um, said, let's do it. And then I hopped in and boom, here we go. So she reached out to you? Mm-hmm. How? Uh, yes? Yeah, okay, through friends so. of friends. And uh, eventually I signed on because I knew she wanted impact. She wanted to help people, uh, you know, making money on a documentary. It wasn't, she wasn't trying to like make the secret, you know, and make this right, brand. Right, right, right. That was a brand. And even uh, Dr. Beckwith talks about that being a and brand. The, yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's but it fine. Was, it was great. But, yeah, uh, it, it opened a lot of horizon. I think it opened the, the thought process for a lot of people. Process. I think it was effective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I knew Kelly from the beginning. Uh, it was impact. It was, uh-huh. let's, let's not change politics around it. Let's mm-hmm. just change the individual, how they approach their health. Let's give them the opening. And mm-hmm. um, that's it. So I said, I'll do it. And you had been on the spiritual path for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, what brought you to Los Angeles from Michigan? Did you go d- directly from Michigan to LA? In some ways, yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, I didn't always stay in Michigan. I, <laughs> I, left, <laughs> yeah, for, I, I left for college. I went away for college. Okay. And, then, <clears throat> and then after college, lived in Ecuador and um, was traveling a bit and then went to Singapore. And oh, when I re- When I retired yeah. from, I was playing soccer after college. And when I retired from soccer at That's the, right. at the okay. old like, age yeah. of 23, you Athlete. know, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> uh, at that point, I went to a meditation retreat in, in Thailand um, okay. for 30 days. 11 oh. days of it were silent. 30 um, days. I, oh. You know, just, and I'm, <laughs> I understand the enormity. I had just real, a little snippet of it. And I, real ooh. monastery, you know, the, the, just a very monastery you know you're sleeping on concrete it's silent you eat at 9 a.m and 1 p.m and that's it and i'm uh, impressed though that you know that you had uh you know 23 years old that you uh, would want to because that's really young what made you want to go and uh, just curious you were yeah that's a good the cool thing is there's a little bit of a full circle deepak chopra's book ageless body timeless mind my mom had from watching oprah and I was in high school, and so that was in our house. And I pick that up, and I read it, and I'm very science-based, and it's very mm-hmm. science-based book about quantum physics and yes. what it says about our interconnectedness. And I can't tell you how often I use quantum physics to pick up girls in college. You know, it was, so, it was like, look <laughs> in your hand, really the cell. yeah, look at the cells, and, and look, we're connected. But but besides that, it got me uh, really turned on to meditation. When someone said I have a meditation tape in college, within I think within the first week or two, I was like, yep. Yeah, I, I want to try that. And I did. And from then on, I was just like, yes, this is the key. And uh, I would find myself, you know, soon after that, my hair was growing longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I became really that guy on the team that became was that guy. Uh, <laughs> meditating in the goal. And I wore my Birkenstocks all, all winter oh, through an Ithaca, New York boy, winter. That's really the level of commitment. That was the commitment. That was it. But the, the real... I don't know where um, it comes from. I mean, I picked up Gandhi's book, I think, at it, in seventh grade and just read it. You know, his autobiography, just read, 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 read. So I don't know why, you know, how it got in my hands. I don't yeah, know why I was drawn to, to drag it. racing and smoking in the... In seventh grade? Yeah. yeah is, that, is that what they do in Yeah, Flint? I don't know. I mean, but seventh <laughs> graders normally aren't reading about Gandhi. That's but, impressive. But for some reason, you know, that book, I was like, ooh. ooh. And I, then... Natural curiosity. Natural curiosity. And then so to, important. to cut... So I guess I was attuned to it, and I grew up a little bit in New Hampshire and um, mm. and nature. And my dad's a very, they're both kind of spiritual cats, my dad and my mom, but my dad a little more outwardly. And um, I think, you know, like I realized once I, how do I jump to L.A.? Um, <laughs> it's a quick <laughs> jump. Let's just say after coming back to Michigan and doing a lot of different stuff, I decided likewise I was kind of bored with work Mm-hmm. On some level, I was still coaching soccer for kids and working as an engineer, and the engineering stuff was boring. Everyone in Michigan is an engineer, by the way. Right? Is that how it works? There's an auto engineer. That's what you do if you stay in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. And then one day I was like, I'm going to do stand up comedy because because I was like, so I did yeah. stand up comedy. Never been more scared in my life. And Which is did, great. Everybody should do it. Everyone just to should have do that it. feeling of jumping out oh of my the plane. God. Oh, what what a, a terrible stomach swimming with sharks. Oh, it's the God. same. It's all the same. <laughs> But but so fun, right? So addictive yeah. and, and good for everyone, I mm-hmm. think. You know, maybe not good for everyone to do it ongoing. Not everyone has that yeah. built-in uh, hatred for themselves. <laughs> but, <laughs> but 
but I do think that everyone should have that experience of yeah. just going up and and uh, getting out of their shell mm-hmm. and um, being seen in and, some ways. And it helps with everything in life. Public yeah. speaking. It helps with public speaking. Yep, and public speaking. <laughs> basically, that's what it helps with. Yeah, you just you you don't get as nervous in situations. I think if you're a comic and. If, so yeah. how how long did you do stand up? Ten times, I think. Oh, okay. uh, enough to go to a to enough do it, to know to do it in better. between karaoke <laughs> in, in between a karaoke set at a bar and be like, oh, not the not the place to do stand up. <laughs> no one wants to hear from you uh, right now. <laughs> Who turned the off places. the karaoke? You know. That's the best. But I transitioned to improv and I studied at okay. Second City for two years, improv oh, comedy, okay. and that yeah. was cool. More, like, it was the yoga of comedy. It, it really, is. it really is the yoga. It's the be in the moment and. Mm-hmm. That I knew quickly. So, you know, yoga, to stick with the question, kind of was this thread. Yoga meaning the philosophy, the meditation, the, the be in the moment, the, you know, look, inquire at oneself. What's this all about? Was a thread that kept going, you know, through soccer and how I played, through then, oh, picking up improv. Okay, cool. This works within my mindset. This art, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. meshes with everything I'm doing. Great. And then that went to a certain level and I was doing films and writing and such in Detroit. And eventually I was like, well, I, let's go to LA and just challenge myself more. And I'm like, I'll settle down in LA. I'm going to go settle down. Like I'm going to stop traveling. I'm mm-hmm. going to go. Within six months of being here, I was in India. <laughs> and I, you know, it was just something clicked where I was like, I got to go to India. It's been around me my whole life. And uh, that's... The curiosity. The curiosity. Mm-hmm. And then you know, from it's then the on... It's the ultimate education though, isn't it? Travel, just yeah, taking in different cultures and and, uh, and looking at things, asking questions. Yeah, yeah. How do and, they and, live? And, and being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and learning. Yeah, be, being in a uh, not understanding the language, mm-hmm. attempting to learn the language. What I what I love it, is seeing like oh, so this is how they're brought up. Like my conditioning is mine. You know, their conditioning is. A, a very different conditioning. Mm-hmm. And so they see the world absolutely different. Right. Which really works into heal because it's like how you perceive the world makes a big difference. In India, they're perceiving really in a, the t- time is different there. Not because they're late to everything because they are, but or things are traffic and slow. There's a history and a length and there's a reverence there that just like permeates everybody. And I think that has an effect on you as a child and mm. and growing up there, and that's cool to see. Oh yeah, because we don't necessarily have that in this culture. It's depending yeah. on the household. Yeah, but no, we're um, well, we night and day really. Kind of. So yeah, and so it's really you know to me, I am petrified, just petrified of being a small-minded person. Okay. And in order to ensure that I'm not a small-minded person, I the only way to overcome that is to to open myself to as many different cultures as humanly possible. To go, there's just so many places to see, so many places mm. to travel, so many things to study, languages to study, you know, religions just to, to study. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Not saying you're going to convert. But no, like have an open mind. Is there one you're studying you know? right now? A um, well, I discovered that I was Jewish uh, not too long ago. <laughs> and so that was kind of fun. Wow. A, f- a fun exploration. And I have this joke. I was raised Methodist, right. um, married into <laughs> Catholicism, uh, divorced out of Catholicism, became Buddhist, only to discover that I was Jewish the entire fucking time. <laughs> That's my the chosen, You were the chosen one. for and I am performing at Haha ha Club next. Yes, no. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. For more. Perfect. But, but yeah, no, I, um, and I studied Buddhism uh, for, a, you know, and I'm still studying Buddhism. I, I try to, I have books yeah. everywhere around my apartment. And if I had, if I had the budget, I would travel more. But, you know, but I really, hats off because that really kind of formed who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think something is in us that has a desire. People think in Buddhism, no desire, that's hogwash. Desire is the key for all uh, growth, for all evolution. Mm. You look at any nature, Mm -hmm. desire, right? If you're in a tough relationship or whatever, if you have the desire to grow, you'll approach it differently. So you need desire. I think there was always just a desire in me to be like, "What's what's this all about? You know, what's going on? Who am I? You know, just look, look, who am I? Who am I? What, what, why, why? There's an engineeringness to it in some way. There is. Who the, am I and who can I be? And who can I be and yeah, what's possible? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, and that's kind of what's driven. And, and thankfully, I guess in some way, I 
stopped acting. I decided to put more of my um, efforts toward writing and producing. And while I was studying deeply with my teacher, my guru in India, we he invited me to go on this, you know, motorcycle ride over the highest road in the world. Wow. I, I had never ridden a motorcycle in my life. I thought wow. it was silly and stupid. I thought people Something just... Something I've always wanted to do. To motorcycle? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Should, you can hop on the back okay. anytime. All right. We'll take you for a ride. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and I thought it was stupid, but he's like, but, you know, to be with your guru in the Himalayas, to all these sacred oh, lands... That you sounds just, heavenly. I say, yes, you know, mm-hmm. but the, the price is you're going to have to face death at every corner. You know, it's just like classic. <gasps> it sounds heavenly. It's so good. <laughs> and that became the basis for uh, my first documentary, basically, okay. The Highest Pass. That and highest we pass. said... Let's film it. And I always said, I always said, we're only if we're only doing it if we're doing it well. You know, we're not going to handy cam it. We want a full crew. This is a beautiful part of the world. We need people to see it for what it is. So thankfully, we were able to raise the money and find the investors to to make it a really beautiful film. It's a beautiful film. I I'm wondering how did you get a full crew? They just followed you in regular cars. Is that how? Yeah. Obviously, they would. Yeah, we have three support vehicles. Okay. Uh, and um, there were there were times during the avalanche portion of the uh, of the trip where Ooh. the cars were stuck because we could carry motorcycles over snow, but you couldn't carry cars. So support vehicles were stuck while the motorcycles were able to keep going. That's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> head, head pounding. <laughs> From altitude sickness, you know, you're oh, up at 16,500 feet for too long, coming up from too low, and I mean, just pounding, and you're wondering, God, am I getting brain damage? You know, this guy next to me is puking, and you're, you question it. You definitely question. This is how we learn, you know. It's how you learn, and it was yeah. probably a testament to your perseverance of being, you know, because how long did it take to film? It was... It we t- filmed, this- for four, filmed for four weeks, oh. um, so not... I don't know. That's kind of, you know, to be in those, those conditions though. That's, yeah. No, it's grueling. It, it's a grueling. grueling. It's yeah, a grueling. grueling. It's, you know, it's, um, I mean, I've tried not to drink for 30 days. That was grueling. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I can God. imagine filming. Poor, you poor <laughs> I, I girl. I to do 30 sets in 30 days. Oh my that's good. But yeah, to, to, to film and, Hilarious. you know, and, Hilarious. yeah, in those conditions and, and to have that crew and the pressure and sure. And, Make, making and the film was, so much budget and, Making the film's the easy part. Not dying is the hard part. That was it. Because I'm in the, I'm in the film, and and um, sure is the first film. Sure, it's probably as hard of a first documentary as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. You're moving. You're not. You have not, nothing scouted. Everything's always changing. You're in a foreign land. It's insane conditions. Your crew is a, a mutiny all the time, being like, "What are you, where are you taking us? You know what's going on." Because they're a crew, they're not necessarily signed up for the journey like yeah, everyone else is. They're just there for the paycheck. Ka- kind well, of, not, not really, but kind. Put it in such but black and white terms, you see, but, you but, see who is in some yeah, ways. But right. uh, but aside from all that, is the scare. The hardest thing is just like, okay, I don't want to die today, because you're in the middle of the night and you're riding in India and there's just lights everywhere and the potholes and you can't see anything. You just let go. You're like, I could die. I have no idea where the road mm-hmm. is. It's interesting moments. It's, it's really hot. I really, <laughs> I want to go just to be a poser. There you and go. Then I, but that, that means I would be the one that dies. That, that would be the one because it would be like so irresponsible to put me in those conditions. You might, but, well, we went back and we took passengers on the, on the oh, return Oh, did trip. you? Yeah, so you could, there's another one coming up if you want to go. Oh, I admire it greatly. I, I really, let me pour you a little more wine. No one goes thirsty here at Drinking During, but, and I do have a spittoon if you want to spit. We always have <laughs> the option of for... spitting or swallowing here. Oh my gosh. I know that's a whole, that could be all new material, but yeah, I have, um, uh, I, I have tried to do this thing of not drinking for 30 days for yeah. real. I like work? to just give my, my liver a break. Yes. It's not, yeah, but it's, it's hard when it's, when it's, you know, good wine is such a passion. Uh-huh. So, you know, sometimes it's a, a bit of a challenge, but. And the, and the yogis or, you know, if you can classify the yogis or what, uh, are not some pious crew yeah i mean my my guru's guru smoked cigarettes like every day really and i know and and yeah you're i mean you're a vegetarian and so so what what is diet to you what the importance of that and Mm. and the links uh, and and yoga and fitness that's three questions. I know, but oh it, it's all kind of ties in, though, okay. doesn't it? Okay. What what <laughs> it does? What what's diet? Um, that's what you put in your body. But what you put in your body is also the thoughts and mm-hmm. and how you approach it and how you see it and believe it. 
Um, so I'll, I'll hearken to heal a little bit. Anita Morjani, who's in heal, um, radically remissed from stage four cancer on her deathbed. And her change was simply in realizing she had been living in fear. So from her point of view, it's not so much about diet. It's just about not having fear mm. in life. And mm. like if you're putting fear into your food and like I'm super yeah. afraid of just eating the wrong thing and it's going to hurt me, it's like that could be doing more damage than the quote unquote wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So, there, you know, I'm not too strict when it comes to diet. I don't eat meat because I just don't believe in killing animals. Yeah. That's, the, that's that. It's not so much for... And the animal undergoing that fear right yeah. before death that's and a then you digest it. And, that's a good point. You know, I mean... Very good point. It's all about the, like, why mm-hmm. would I want to cause harm and then take right. that harm in. And right. that, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can really extend that to all parts of my life, if I was a perfect human being, great, you know, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We so. are. <laughs> Some of us aren't. Some yeah. of us don't so give a shit. We don't give a crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's how I see, I mean, diet, I think, first of all, let's not put fear into it. Secondly, you know, if we can listen to our body a little bit more, um, you know, gluten, I tend to away from, but I don't think it's because gluten is a problem. I've read and watched some things. It's just more the enzymes aren't there in a lot of our bread. So um, the kind of the older natural breads mm-hmm. are fine and... Uh, I think the more kind of like back to basics we eat, the better. You know, get rid of the processed stuff and get all rid that. Of the but that's pretty simple. I, I feel like that's pretty it. simple nowadays. But think. we live in California and we, oh. we think everyone's like, yeah, we all know that, right? Eat pretty much whole foods, not processed. No, you, no not true. Yeah, not true. Yeah. And um, for me, it's really simple. When that plate comes to my table, I just want it to look like the chef gave a shit. That's nice. <laughs> I don't want it to look like somebody just slapped it on the t- on the plate with no thought or care. I um I took a little trip to Belize, mm-hmm. um and I uh, I stayed with a Mayan family. It was a great experience, and they prepared um, my breakfast every morning, and they prepared what I don't necessarily eat. They prepared meat and, mm-hmm. you know, rice and it was heavy in carbs, but they prepared it with such love uh-huh. that when I digested it, I felt nothing but nutrients, like wow. the, the, that love and care and, and, you know, and I felt very, very healthy on that trip. Super. So I, yeah, I can really resonate with that. I think it just think about, think about what you're eating. It's not necessarily the ingredients as much as where it's coming from and the thought behind it. And then going back to the power of, of thought yeah, and wellness and, and how powerful the mind is. That's cool. So next time we're cooking, <laughs> let's put some good vibes into it, right? Put, put good vibes. Sing like, act like songs, you care. Don't be like, like a hungover chef in the kitchen. Right. And Enjoy <laughs> it. Mad that you have to get, be there for brunch. Right. <laughs> oh, I got to cook. No, you know? turn on some music. Yeah. yeah. Which or, I, I think the problem with our society is we don't have enough time sometimes. We think yes. we don't have enough time. Yes. And that's like a societal issue. I think uh, people, there's, there's this cool thing I want to say about the film, about he, one lady in Boston said, you know, I was waiting. She had a chronic illness and she was like, I was waiting for you to tell me in the film that it's my fault. She's like, I was just waiting for you to tell me it's my fault. You know, and you could tell there's like so much emotion. She's like, and I kept waiting and I've kept waiting. She's like, and I'm so happy you never said it was my fault. Because like, people feel like they, they're told if they're sick, they're, it's their fault. Oh, they did it. And, and we forget that society has a part of it. Our conditioning has a part of it. You know, there's stuff that, we didn't necessarily choose in some ways. Mm-hmm. So we got to be really compassionate with ourselves. We were yeah. brought up a certain way with certain beliefs. We might be brought up in a busy society that doesn't take a lot of time to cook. Yeah. And, and don't think you're, uh, you know, you've been doing it all wrong. It's just like, Hey man, you like be light with yourself and like take a couple steps and, uh, yeah. open your mind a bit. You know? Right. Open your mind a it, bit. It's never too late. Never too late. It's not really and your fault. Your body loves you. Yeah. Your body yeah loves we're not you. perfect. And, yeah. We're still going to have cupcakes at 2 a.m. Are we? I don't know. Oh, let's let's, let's hope so. That's great. <laughs> Chocolate crepes at 2 a.m. Um, let's, let's talk about one little pill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, As I and take a sip of wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, masterpiece. So, um, directed and produced. Yes, it's Claudia Christian's um, baby, if you will. Claudia mm-hmm. Christian was in Babylon 5, um, the commander in the TV show. 
Babylon 5. Um, fantastic actress, and she... Ouch. Um, I broke my finger. I didn't bite him for yeah. anybody who, who might wonder where that came from. <laughs> it's all good. My, my finger. <laughs> Claudia, um, so in short, we won't talk too much, but um, one little pill no, says... Talk. No, please. I want to hear everything. It's, it's almost the... It's strangely... I did this before heal, but strangely different, very different and almost opposite to heal. It says that through this pill, we can help cure or uh, help people um, get over alcoholism in some way. And it's really, really cool. So maybe this helps you understand that I'm not super dogmatic and that it's all natural. That It's just more like expanding our awareness, mm-hmm. open our eyes a bit. If we're too dogmatic, that's an issue when it comes to healing, when it comes to alcoholism. We tend to say this is how we deal with it. We go to AA and that's it. You know, when the stats were more like AA works for 10% of people. And that's not that great of a success no. rate, okay? Yeah. And I'm fine with AA and I'm fine with a lot of my friends that have used it to work for them. But there are other options, right? And in this case, one little pill was addressing the physical and learned experience side in the brain. So that would be Pav- Pavlovian theory. Are we familiar with Pavlovian theory, the Pavlov's dog? So you give a dog some food, you ring a bell, he associates the bell and food. Mm-hmm. Cool. The next time you ring a bell, the dog's going to salivate. He thinks food's coming. You train them. Right? Yeah, it's the lemon. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it is, no, really. Yeah. yeah, you've had a lemon, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, yeah. it makes a response. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, you drink alcohol, endorphins are released, and the, and the brain gets used to these endorphins being released. Oh, it associates endorphins with alcohol. People that have the quote-unquote gene of alcoholism, um, the, the gene, if you will, release more endorphins. They're not genetically alcoholics. They just release actually more endorphins. So they're more predisposed to like make that association in a really strong way. All right? And that's one thing I learned quickly on the film. Like, oh, that's interesting. It's not like I have an alcoholism gene. It's just more endorphins. Endorphins. Um, it's fascinating. But you can deassociate. So Pavlovian, if you ring that bell and you don't give the dog food, and you ring the bell and you don't give the dog food, he stops associating the bell and food. Mm. Similarly, you take this pill before you drink, it blocks the receptors of the endorphins, and then simply you don't get the rush, if you will. You would still get drunk, so you shouldn't drive, but you won't get the rush. So on any given night, here's the coolest thing. People that binge drink, if you take this pill an hour before you start drinking, uh, it blocks the endorphins. You won't binge drink. Like People will be like, I had two beers, and I left a half a glass of wine. They're like, that doesn't happen. You don't leave a half a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. You don't. You know? Not you're, if you're American. Not if you're American. are so cool. They always leave a half sure. a glass. <laughs> And if you're in this case, you you know, quoting some of the people in the film, they're like, if you're an alcoholic, you don't leave. No, no. You're watching everybody else's. Yes. And, um, and it was really eye opening to me, a lot of compassion for me because it talked about just the brain side of things of just addiction, straight up like association and addiction. And this helps break that cycle, that part of the cycle. When looked in a Buddhist sense, there's, I believe it's five, but there's a whole circle of of things that lead to addiction. And one of them can be severing that physical brain uh, connection to something. There's the emotional and these all these other parts. As long as you break the cycle somewhere, you start to open up possibility. Mm-hmm. So in this case, the one little pill talks about we can break the cycle on the addictive brain level, the deassociate, and that can help a lot of people, especially oh, tremendously. used tremendously well in um, in reset people going back to prison so people that have gone Mm. to prison for an offense a lot of times it's usually addicted related 80 percent of crimes are from addicts not criminals which is another thing that blew my mind it's like people Hmm. they're like the people i see are not criminals the people i see are addicts Addicts that do crimes that led to crime correct they don't have the due to their criminal nature if you will uh, mm-hmm. And so if you treat the addiction, you will get less people making crimes, Makes right? Sense. And this lady is so cool, that lady in the film. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were really effectively using this to to stop people repeat offending. And it was working tremendously well, just using the pill to stop them, stop that cycle. And how yeah. did you find this pill? How did you come into this project? Uh, Claudia found it. it. It saved Claudia's life. Okay. So uh, it was... She, you know, a famous it, actor that was going way yeah. down the tubes okay. and, um, it's the only thing, and- no, no, she, no, she, it was the thing that, again, this saved her life. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I got to make a film about this. People don't know about this. And then again, called me and said, let's make a film. 
Oh, okay. So I, right, I knew so nothing that, about it. I had so no history with alcoholism. I had never heard of this pill. Mm. If anything, I was like probably in more on the yogic side, like, hey, deal with your issues. It's interesting that you're getting these calls because getting you have calls. this following. You have now, yeah. how, I mean, how did she even know to call you? Was Fre- it a friend of a friend? Oh, love it. That's it. It's, it's really the power of a brand because my um, previous guest was Erica Rhodes, uh, similar, where she's just landing all these, she happens to be a comic and she's landing comedic roles. And I just think, you know, that's what, I mean, people aren't going to call her for a dramatic role because she's a comic. So yeah. it's sort of, you know, you have this following with, with your studies and your background and sure. your, um, and, and your yoga and are you, te- are you, do you still teach yoga? Sometime more meditation every week. Okay. I saw always. that on your Facebook. Yeah. For the last mm-hmm. eight years, every Monday, I have a free meditation always. So it's powerful. Something my guru Such said at one point. Thing. Yeah. Like, Hey, teach. And I said, okay. And that's the, kind of my mm. seva, my gift, my offering every I, Monday. I definitely, and you know, I try to do it whenever I can. I, I just go in phases, you know, sometimes, yeah. Um, I, I studied with Russell Simmons. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I discovered Russell, not to name drop. You discovered uh, it? Yeah, I, I discovered Sir Russell in, uh, in January. I started meditating with him. He oh, has cool. this great... At Tantras? At Tantras, yeah. yes. And, uh, but he's very, he, he's very unconventional. You know, we would, we would get, it was be really spiritual and, and we're really in the zone and I would open my eyes and it was really intimate, you know, cause it was early in the morning and people in LA don't want to get up early. So we're meditating for about 20 minutes at about 630 AM around Great. there. And I open my eyes and he'll say, now doesn't everyone just feel high as fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, yes I do. And I did, I did feel high as fuck, but that's, you know, it's like a different, he has, he leads kind of a different form of meditation where it's. You I mean, do. it's still spiritual. No, it's just not. High. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and we're, and we're doing a... yoga to hip hop and sure. Fine. So I was uh, before um, before practicing at tantras. I was meditating probably ten minutes a day. Okay. But then post tantras, and I started doing twenty minutes a day. Great. And and it it just really alleviates a lot. I just it somehow increases productivity. I find that's good. Isn't that interesting though? Because we, you know, people think that it's taking time away from their day, mm. but you're doing more. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you do do more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you do more from meditate? I mean, I do you, I don't you've know. done it for so long that you probably can't differentiate. Correct. That would be a correct statement. I yeah. cannot, differ- I cannot differentiate, <laughs> but, um, I don't know more, or maybe it's more, maybe I'm more efficient or if anything, I'm just more grounded. And that's nice and possibly more apt to stay happy, stay with an open perspective than I would be to turn to anger if I meditate. So all productivity aside for me, and maybe I sound like a little bit of a purist here, like I'm not meditating to be more more productive or Mm -hmm. I'm meditating because um, it helps me actually be a better person. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. You know, um, and, and feel, I love that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I do. I mean, it, you know, because I, <laughs> I'm meditating for my sanity. I'm not no, even no, that's really a better person. That, not, that's a better I'm person. I'm not at that level yet. That's to be I'm a better still person. A selfish shit. No, <laughs> no, same here. No, to feel happy, right? You to know? feel more grounded, yeah, happy, sane. For, that's what I mean by right. a better person. No, but I, um, I so I you're less apt, apt to like, yell at someone or flip somebody off right but because I, I don't i feel badly after i flip off people every day you know it's like no i don't you might no, right and then I you can deal off, with your but, you know but i feel badly after i have a short fuse with someone and Me i too. don't want to have the short fuse and meditation does help it does help that so where is your yeah. meditation practice it's uh, in santa monica and it what, will uh it was at my house but we'll probably take it back to the karate studio that i used to do it at okay yeah. Is it something you want to plug or? You can, uh, I mean, you can go to my um, Facebook, Adam Schomer. And if you're interested in it, just shoot me a message. Okay. S-C-H-O-M-E-R. Just be okay. I want to come. It's always free. It's a great little group. Mm-hmm. You know, it's small, like seven people, eight people. Uh, when it's outside, we have a fire and we, t- we talk sometimes first, you know, we talk about what's going on in life. So mm. it's also community. Oh, I would like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's community. Is it at that same little studio where we met or? Yeah, right next door, the oh, karate it. studio. Yeah. It's been at my house it's for a while, but as the winter comes, we, we go to the, the studio. Wonderful energy of a spot. Wonderful energy. Mm-hmm. Good people. I mean, you know, there's a 75-year-old guy, Fred, who was on my on the road to Dharma, which we'll talk about event, you know, eventually, that comes and like, it's just honest. The guy's honest. You know, he's like, he's like, hey. <laughs> so let's talk about road to Dharma. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go a little longer on this one. Okay. Um, if that's okay, Is that okay, Jason? I'd like to go a little longer. Um, so yeah, Road to Dharma. What I get what, to talk and you know, yeah, I, get I, to, I just I, I'm loving this. We get talking. This is can... all selfish for me. It's a selfish endeavor. Um, no, Jason and I it's were good. really, really excited to have you on the show. It's, such, it's my pleasure. This is fun. Yeah. Jason's also a documentary filmmaker. Right? So yeah, All right. we're, we're psyched. Cool. And I'm just a wannabe that wanted to drink wine with an old friend. I like that. That's fine too. So, so road to Dharma. This is, this is my baby. It's your baby. Yeah. The, um, so the highest pass we spoke about a bit and then we decided, you know, people love this film. They want more. We want more. We want to go deeper into the teachings, some of the sacred sites. So we're going to go back, you know, and we uh, took a new group of people, same guru, same teacher, and took this very dangerous motorcycle ride. Uh, and it just so happens, you know, when we film these things, like Mother Nature steps in and makes it kind of more entertaining yeah uh she (laughs) she steps in and says hey we're gonna let the monsoon just be a month and a half later than normally would so you have all these plans to do this trip and the monsoon is just ravaging through this part of india and knocking out roads knocking down bridges the roads are fully wet um you'll you know no spoiler alert but in, in in episode two we're just in a downpour in the middle of the night like monsoon you don't ride motorcycles in a monsoon no, no, in the middle no. of the night don't even drive in a monsoon correct but right. what we are so this one's called the road to dharma and it's really um season one is all about um finding freedom it's the exploration of freedom we go to four sacred sites that all have different aspects of freedom and uh we're showing episode one at the awareness film festival on okay. sunday october 15th uh 2 p.m so it's the first it's the half hour episode so episode okay. one to get you you know it sets the stage. You learn the characters, builds the drama, and uh, eventually, it's a ten-episode series that we're oh. in the middle of pitching right now to the to the uh, the networks. So 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 exciting! Yeah, that's next week. That's next week. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It is. Wow, yeah, fantastic! Lots going on. You really do have a lot going on. It's very fun. I'm really happy to share that one because that one is. Uh, it's yours. It's my and it's it's inspiring. You know, it's um it's really entertaining. Right, it's it's as entertaining as any reality show, quote unquote. But it actually turns you on, you know. It all it it heightens you. You walk out with some wisdom, mm-hmm. you walk out with some education, and you want more still. So it's like, oh, cool! I got to have my little a bit of escape, if you will, and entertainment. But um, I walk out a little better. I think that's what TV should be. Yeah, uh, that's one thing I'm lucky to have is like an abundance of this. I wish everyone had that wisdom entertainment television. <laughs> I know, right? I don't it, think we would have some of the the things going on we that we would trash out there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, where, in terms of highest pass and one little pill, uh-huh. where can our listeners um, view those films? Where are iTunes, they Amazon, okay, Amazon, uh, iTunes, yeah, highest pass. Um, uh, the Polygon is another one we did in Kazakhstan about the nuclear testing. Uh, also mm. on Amazon. Okay. One little pill on Amazon. Heal, like we said, is in theaters yeah, starting October twentieth. HealDocumentary.com. You can so see exciting. it's showing all over the country in different one-offs. Australia, 20 screenings. Um, and then the Road to Dharma. Just this is a sneak peek. This is oh, the only time wait. people can see this thing. Um, one episode. I can't wait. Yeah. And in terms of finding uh, the um, uh, speakers for Heal, uh-huh. how did that, you know, getting Dr. Beckwith, for example, yeah. how, who, who was in charge of that and how did that, what was that process? They were all, um, in terms of who ended up being the film, it was Kelly's connection to them via books or via inspiration. So Kelly was like, this is, the, this is who I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and, can't even get Dr. Beckwith to follow me back on Instagram. So I really want to know how you got okay, it. And, so, and he's my friend. And he's your friend. <laughs> no, I don't think he follows us either. It's okay. Okay, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Um, there, there's two ways. Well, either a, we had made a connection personally by being, going to Agape or mm-hmm. Kelly had gone to Agape or, um, attended somebody's seminars like Greg Braden or Bruce Lipton and met them, okay. and, you know, in the past seven years. And, and just Kelly's said, hey. very effective. She's a, a very, um, I can, I can see where she would draw the attention. Absolutely. Charismatic, beautiful, yes, funny. Yes. Um, she's in the practice, you know, mm-hmm. very bright light. Yeah. Bright light. Um, well said. So uh, a light worker, as Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey watched Heal recently. He loved he loved Heal. A lot of lot of lot of people have been seeing it and saying this is something we gotta really um, spread. You know, we gotta Same. share. Um, but yeah, so either she had met somebody or we would just reach out, 
email them and say, hey, this is the film we're working on. Um, this is what it's all about. You know, here's the summary. And we'd really like to interview you. And um, you just keep following up. And sometimes, you know, with like a Deepak Chopra, it takes a few more connections. You know, I knew somebody, mm-hmm. Kelly knew somebody, and you come at a couple sides. And mm-hmm. all the synergies were aligned before were aligned. he, yeah, that's important. Exactly, because people are just busy. Yeah. Um, but we we pretty much got everybody we wanted to. And then at the end, which was really cool, um, and I learned a lot about trust and trusting Kelly's intuition. We we thought we were done shooting, and then she goes, you know what, let's go, there's four more four more experts. I'm like, we already have... You know, 12. We have 12 experts already. Now there's four more that I, I want. Four more. And I was like, okay. And somehow we were able to, in one weekend, pull everybody into New York. One, Anthony William, the medical medium, who's incredibly popular, mm. came into New York. A guy from Scotland, David Hamilton, came in. And then two ladies, uh, doctors that are in uh, New York. So we, we worked that out at the end. So it was a combination of just perseverance, Kelly's intuition, and just making the ask and saying, you know, we have a we have a really good film here. We have the right in- intention. And, you know, it, it helped that we were already funded. You know, that people are help. people are reaching out and they don't have funding yet. It's difficult. You know, yes. We're already funded. We're in production. We're going. Yeah. That was one thing we and already... Here's on. here's who's on board. Correct. We said we're already going. You know, I was yeah. brought in and now we're like, we're filming. It's happening. It's not an idea. We're doing it, you know. And, uh, it's can not we, an idea. Can we it's schedule done. you in the next month or two? It's right. happening, That's right? It's really effective. That, right. It does. It does help. It's not like we're mm-hmm. waiting to get you on board to get funding. No, it's happening. So that was important too. If there is any advice that you would give to a, a, an aspiring uh, filmmaker, what yeah. would it be? You know, where, where um, would they start? Inside themselves, I think. Experience. That's mm-hmm. the cool for me. I like mm-hmm. experience. So not, you know, kind of uh, creating it themselves, create their first film, whether it be whatever they're, however they can, right? Yeah, just to learn, whatever, just to get that. Whatever you're interested in, I think is kind of more important than necessarily uh, what you think will play well or be a good story per se. Well, that's what I really admire uh, and adore about what you're doing is that you're, uh, and it's sort of, and even like on my show, I, I, I say with, with this show, I, I want guests where I can learn with whom I can learn a thing or two or a lot. <laughs> I, I just learned some good grandma, you know? grandma from you <laughs> with whom I can learn a thing or two. I like that with whom, but you know, you want to, you want to be surrounded. You're, you want to be surrounded by people, you know, that are doing interesting things that are, you know, and, and with you, I can't imagine the wealth of knowledge you have after each project. Mm. When it's completed, true. I mean, just the travel alone. Yeah, and the, it it blows my mind. It, it, I mean, how much enriched of you, you just must feel that that enriched kind of, you know. Uh, it, it's super cool dynamic. in that, uh, and I don't say super cool as cool as like a Dutch guy would. Super cool, <laughs> but you do you have know, that Dutch look. Do I have the Dutch look? Yeah. <laughs> Irish, Dutch, German, uh, but uh, it is super. With heel, it was very um, a lot of information, right? A lot of like knowledge mm-hmm. um, as a filmmaker, and then the choice as a filmmaker is to apply it while we're making the film. And with something like Road to Dharma or Highest Pass, it's very much like the experience you're thrown in. You know, you're, mm-hmm. it might not be actually a lot of information. It's just like wow, you know, I'm being challenged on every level of my body. It's a deep wisdom, deep learning. Same with going to Kazakhstan. It's something really deep. You're there in this war, this not war-torn, but nuclear-tested zone and the people. Um, so it's, a, it's that kind of that balance of like just experience, intense experience, and then some intense knowledge. But then intense knowledge you have to apply. You know, because if I was just learning what these guys say, and same with the film, if you just kind of like listen to it and learn it, that's fine. But you do have to take a step, you know, you really do have to say, okay, well, is there a part of my life that I could heal, you know, or that I could look at a little differently and maybe, you know, maybe that cold or maybe, some, I don't know, whatever's going on, I could take it from a few different angles, emotional, uh, diet, exercise, just apply it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's just some information. So for it me, is. the experience just, is, that's why I say like mm-hmm. make a film from what you really care yeah, about, that, right, what you want to do. Yeah. It's experience that, mm-hmm. If nothing else, you're at least you're alive. Yeah. Like you, right? You left yeah. Florida. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, life is really, it's such a cliche, but it's just so short. Mm-hmm. It's so, so short. So 
you know, make it worth, make it, yeah, just, just make it worth whatever, whatever you need it to be to feel fulfilled each day, each Mm -hmm. morning when, you know, you want to wake up in the morning feeling like you're making a difference, not only for yourself, but your loved ones and, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever you can do to make your mark and you're making your mark. You're Thanks. making your mark with these films. Thanks. I'm, I'm, and you're young. I'm I mean, happy. I'm so impressed with, yeah, I mean, these, you know, you have quite a list. You have quite a resume. And you're not stopping. Not I stopping. Feel I'm, it. I'm, I know. I'm, just, yeah, wait. I'm very proud. I'm very I mean, honored. I, I don't to even want to, like, I, I don't want to ask, like, what do you have going on next? Because no. what you have going on right now is so enormous. And Good. The now. Stay focused on yeah. the now. I like that. Focus like, on the now. People are like, what's that? Yeah, no, no. This is, Jeez, this this is, is huge. <laughs> This, this movie is... It's overwhelming, the now, for you. This is a big I one mean, for people. This, yeah. is a really, this is a really big... Uh, I'm very proud of the film, you know, and I say that in a in a very humble way of, like, I'm very proud to have worked on it, and I'm proud that we get to share it. Heal is, is going to change a lot of people's view I, on I think health. it will. Yeah. yeah, I know it will, and yeah. I'm proud that you were here on the show. Thanks. I'm proud to know you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Likewise. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan in the house. Yes, yes. We just All fist right. bumped. You guys couldn't see it. We fist bumped. We're we, going to finish. Michigan bump a little bit more of this organic Pinot Noir from Ampelos and thank you so very very much for joining us and where can they find you just so we can reiterate um, in general my my general website you can see all the films and all the links uh, would be livingi2i.com so the word living then the letter I number two letter I Thanks for listening to this week's Drinking During Business Hours. I'm Sarah J. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sarah J. Halstead. And if you like this episode, please give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really liked it, make sure you tell a friend and every single family.